Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt's. You may know Roosevelt's as the company who makes those rad all-over print button-downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button-downs, but t-shirts, they do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. Welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm Adam Russell. Hey guys, I'm Ryan Key. And I am still Nick Gambarian, unfortunately. He who remains Nick Gambarian. Every day I'm waiting to wake up someone else. You need to turn <laughs> that stinking thinking around, brother. <laughs> hey, I, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Give me that. Let me get that. <laughs> uh, that's called oh. I Think You Should Leave. You guys should watch it if you haven't. Yeah. It's great. It's a great American television show. We love it. I don't love it as much as I love Star Wars, though. Mm. Facts. Don't have it. I think you should leave podcast. Not yet, at least. <laughs> but my good friend Sid has done two. Well, he's about to do his second I think you should leave uh, themed dinner. He's a chef in uh, Seattle. I feel like I've talked about this before. Yeah, it's great. It's such a good idea. It's called I think you should eat. And um, it's, <laughs> it's just great. Sloppy steaks and everything. <laughs> It's great stuff. So if you're in Seattle, check it out. I don't know when it is. I don't live there, so it's not stored in my brain. <laughs> That's the way brains work. Today, though, we're going to talk about The Bad Batch Season 2 finale and a little bit about The Mandalorian Season 3 finale because they ran concurrently, these, these two seasons, for the first time since Disney Plus launched, and that meant we got to compare like very closely within a matter of weeks finales one of course being animation one being live action one show being a little more mature uh, you know just one season ahead but we couldn't help but compare them and our emotional reactions to them so as we cover the uh the the bad batch stuff that we missed by switching over to the mandalorian we'll talk about the tie-ins potential reasons that they did it the way they did and then in i love you i know we will declare which one we thought we each thought was better or which one hit us harder? I, I don't want to play like, you know, a ranking system personally. I'll tell you what, I cried for one of them and didn't cry for the other one. Well, don't, Facts. Don't cry for me, Alderaan. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of this episode, we're literally going to pit them against each other and there will be only one survivor. Yep. Grogu and Omega will fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to win? You never know. Mm. Uh, Ted Lasso made me cry the other night, though. Third episode Dude, in a row. What if that Ooh. was the finale, right? Uh, I think there's a couple more, right? No, I think that's it, man. It's episode 10. Oh, no. was it? Yeah, that was it. Damn. Yeah, bro. Think about how- I'm way behind. Think about how heavy that episode was. It was the, it was pretty- Yeah, yeah. Tying it off, you know? Dude, I, I would have put money on the idea that Homeboy from, um, sorry, spoilers, 
homeboy from that other place that Rebecca met would show up in the finale. I would. I know. I w- I was shocked that mm. he didn't resurface. Hey, new this. I'm on IMDb right now. It says there's 12 episodes. Nice. Really? Okay. Tight. Yeah. All right. Lit. Well, yeah. That that was a that was an episode of television. Man, the spoiler. Jamie wearing Sam's number. Mm. Ah. Just it's not too big of a spoiler because, but man, it really got me. Jamie's come a long way. He has. He has. I'm a long way, man. Growth. His haircut Emotional come growth. a little further, though. I'm not really loving what's going on with this haircut right <laughs> yeah. now. But, you know, mm. one step at a time. One mm. step at a time. Mm. All right, let's let's talk. That's me doing Roy Kent. Mm. You have to do Roy Kent cosplay mm. soon. You have to, right? I did. I did for Halloween. Oh, all right. We'll do it again. Yeah. Do it again when I can see you because I don't believe you. <laughs> well, after this week, he has a whole new setup he can do for Halloween this year. Yep. Nick, oh, you'll, you'll, you'll know. Yep. I'm like seven You'll episodes know. behind, so All right. I have get it together. I'll catch up. Hey, if you're listening and you're not watching on YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube. It helps. It helps us a lot. I mean, it's everybody knows this. You know, smash the like button, the, do the bell, whatever. Ding dong, ring a ding 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 dong. Uh, we're on YouTube. If you're listening, yeah, we're going to be a YouTube channel now. Yeah, it's great. It's not great. Let's go. I don't like it, but here we are. <laughs> it's different. It's just different. I'm an old old school podcast listener, but you know. Times they are a changing. So yeah. people demanded to see my living room, your basement, Ryan's studio. The, we got to give people what they want. Yeah. yeah. I got all this cool stuff in my basement now, though. Look at this helmet I got from John, uh, AKA Alpha Ignition, on on the socials. That's a clone helmet. I can't see it because you're like this on, on oh. my browser. Oh, look what you did. <laughs> it's a clone helmet. And he was like, yeah, I don't know when it's, it's like, uh, it's messed up in some way. I don't know. Here you go. And just handed it to me and all these other little nice. trinkets and stuff. So. I want to get some for the new room, like, uh, you know, to mount on the wall. I'm going to do, yeah. I'm going to put my sabers on the wall because in the middle of, of the studio in the long wall, I'm going to kind of have an, like a movie, watch, like a big ass giant television, absurdly large television and comfy chairs. I think, I think Somfeld's going to hook me up with the Andor Jonathan Adler chairs to put in yeah, there. Nice. I don't know how far I'm going to go with it. I, I, I think like actually doing like wall treatment to make it feel like in universe is I, I don't think i can pull that off do some of those like <laughs> white panels like we were talking about like in in bespin you know like those texture kind of things yeah i could maybe do something like that but even just the time to make them mm. um with, with i'm i'm not going to announce this on <laughs> youtube but with the things forthcoming live, in my life <laughs> live announcement i need to get back up there and, and uneditable I, podcast <laughs> that's live. why i stopped myself i almost <laughs> just said it i need to uh be working as soon as i can so i can't be like It'll maybe over time, yeah. but mm-hmm. I'm going to keep the walls super clean in case I, I'm able to do that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to put anything up, but if I can't do that, I was just going to do like lots of ton, ton, tons of like sick Star Wars artwork, you know, framed art, like just really vibe it out that way. But either way, I need helmets. The point of that long statement was mm-hmm. I need helmets. This is a good plan. I like this plan. All right. We're not going to do um, stolen plans this time because there, there's just not enough stuff. We, we could go through all the actors, all the, you know, the voice actors that were in the Bad Batch, but we covered enough of it. There were some cool ones. End of story. But we should mention, again, specifically, the Bad Batch Season 2 debuted January 4th on Disney+, Plus, 16 episodes. So it ran into the Mandalorian Season 3 premiere on March 1st. So with the Bad Batch ending on March 29th, that's five episodes? Something like that, yeah. And now we have nothing. Why'd they do this to us? They could have just 16 weeks or 13 weeks. They want you to sweat right now until Ahsoka comes out. I mean, that's all, that's it. 
Just, yeah. just sit around and theorize and cry. There's a few possibilities, though. In the darkness. What, why they overlap them? Yeah, I mean, it could have just been a basic scheduling thing where they're prioritizing premiere dates. And because they, they aren't, like, competing shows, per se, except for superfans, it's, you know, you've got animation, which has a, more of a niche following, and then you've got the mainstream, like, flagship show. So if they overlap, it's kind of like whatever, probably, to some of the higher-ups. And I can see... I think they have so much content right now that they just don't care. I mean, they don't care. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously they care, but I just... I, I, I don't think that anything was harmed by doing this. I think it is maybe interesting that there's nothing going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because my theory there would be like, wow, it's so cool that I was watching two shows every week instead of one, which I think everyone was doing. So that's good for Disney+. Plus. It's good for streaming numbers. It's good for you know, growing the audience, you know, more is more right now, it seems like. Yeah. But then why, why drop off to nothing after that? It could have been the kind of thing where they, they maybe planned on doing Bad Batch earlier. Maybe it was supposed to be December, yeah. like it was the previous, and they could have, you know, the first season, right? Could have been like editing or coloring or hold up in production somehow that they were like, well, this is just how we're going to have to do it. And then Celebration was probably just like, a line in the sand where they just so we we can't go past this. I was gonna say, I mean, I I don't. It doesn't really make sense to like base it around. It needed to be on during celebration, but yeah, I don't know. Here's the other thing. Maybe the, it was a deliberate plan based on a story crossover that spans like 50 years in the Star Wars galaxy, which we'll talk about later. I think if that wasn't the whole reason, it's at least like a justification when they came down to it and they're like, what the hell are we really going to do this? And then Filoni and, you know, the folks who really know the story deeply said, well, these things relate very directly. Wouldn't it be cool if it just happened back to back? Guys. Yeah. Look, we go way back. We have breakfast in the lounge together Mm -hmm. in the airport. I'll just hit him up, (laughs) you know, my old bud. My old bud, yeah. Dave, I'll hit him up and I'll be like, hey, man, we were trying to figure out why we doubled up. So I'll let you know when he gets Hit back. him on AOL Instant Messenger. I, I could, like, I could see that if the tie-in was, like, obvious, way more direct. Mm-hmm. Like, you remember the the Mandalorian season one and Rise of Skywalker connection, yeah. like the heal, force healing? Like, to me, that's, like, base level of, like, a same week connection type of thing. So mm-hmm. this is more, like... Yeah, if you're like you use the word justification, I feel like if they needed to justify why they did it, which I, they don't care about the three of us or anybody <laughs> else, honestly. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as this goes, but uh, but yeah, it, it's possible. But I, I would think that I would have liked to have seen a direct tie-in a little bit more uh, if that was what they were going for. Well, we'll talk about it a little bit later. There, there's enough stuff that if you you go deep, Maddie Gunner's mentioning it in the the, uh, the patron chat here that the cloning facilities in the Bad Batch and the Gideon stuff with the cloning and, and Mando, it, when it comes down to, down to it, it's like two different lanes towards the same destination ultimately in the sequel trilogy. And maybe it's like, oh, this will just be <laughs> confusing and be a thing for people to talk about and theorize. Let's just give it to them. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about these five episodes that overlapped because like I said, we didn't really do much other than just react and talk for five minutes at the top of each Mando episode about these. So we'll do like just a really, really quick refresher on what these episodes were about. 
episode 12, The Outpost. This is about the Empire uh, retiring clones. They, they left this garrison for dead on a remote planet, guarding what it turns out to be crates of stormtrooper armor. Crosshair goes there. This is the one where he kills Lieutenant Nolan, the, the officer who's like on his first mission, basically, and he's bossing them around, being a total a-hole. We also um, meet uh, cloning scientist um, Emery Carr in this episode as well. But this is the second time, but this is, we get a little more of her here. And then the next episode... Episode 13, Pabu, this was a little lighter. It was about Hunter and the Bad Batch considering retiring on this remote planet, on this island. They make some connections there. Um, and uh, what's her name? Uh, pirate voiced by, uh, what's her name? Wanda Sykes. Yeah, Wanda Sykes. Name? Yeah, what's the, oh, come on, brain. <laughs> anyway, she takes them there. And this is kind of a place that she's known for a long time. And it's kind of her like getaway, but she also is very like in close with this culture of people and little seedlings dropped about how she's, she got a little crush on tech. It's a cute episode. Hmm. I'll, um, this episode, I think almost cements for me that every season of Disney plus star Wars, we're going to get one standalone episode right when you don't want it. (laughs) 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 Just one adventure of the week. That's just nice. Right the when worst you don't possible want it. time. The, yeah, the Jack Black and Lizzo episode. You know, yeah. like it's just right when you don't want it. Here's one. Well, dude, speaking of that, I mean that that was that 14 or 15 of this when the Jack Black yeah, episode might, happened. It might it, be I the mean, these week, last three sure. are super heavy. So episode 14, tipping point. Mm-hmm. The awesome part is we learned that Echo is part of a clone rebel cell with Rex. You know, that idea of like doing more. That's why he left the Bad Batch. He's doing it here in this episode, and he, Fireball, and Gregor go to rescue a bunch of clone prisoners, including Hauser, Hauser with the good hair, from um, Imperial uh, captivity. Yeah, so handsome. Punch him. <laughs> there's like, um, there's Crosshair being held at Mount Tantus. We, um, we meet cloning Dr. Uh, Hemlock. He's looking for Omega. Crosshair doesn't cooperate, so tipping point means the tipping point for crosshair in this case, like realizing that the empire is just ultimately going to screw him no matter what. It doesn't matter how well he follows orders or how skilled he is. He's just expendable. And homeboy tells him as much point blank. So it just, everything goes off the rails. It's also got some cool stuff like the clones hiding out in the Martez sisters garage on Coruscant. Rayo Chuchi's there. Uh, Echo reunites with the bad batch. You know, there's that really nice heartwarming moment with Omega She's all excited. She's like, he's here. He's here. <laughs> you know? Awesome episode. I loved, loved, loved this one. Then the penultimate episode, episode 15, The Summit. The Summit refers to uh, this meeting. It's a, a summit in that sense with Tarkin and a bunch of other high-ranking officers where they, they talk about the uh, Advanced Science Division cloning project that Dr. Hemlock's working on. They're talking about rebel uprisings and trying to get the the whole galaxy together under imperial rule and kind of unify them through obviously asshole means. But uh, that's an awesome, just like an awesome scene. The Mm -hmm. look of it's amazing. They've got the, the hollow thing is a sphere. So it's, you know, kind of foreshadowing the death star, but it's got, it's got data all around it. It's not the actual death star, but it's got like, Speaking of Death Star, Krennic is on at the table, yes, sir. and the scene—so oh, cool. The scene, I, if I remember correctly, ends with uh, 
Tarkin just being like, Director Krennic, tell me more about uh, Project Stardust. Yes. <laughs> Did Mads Mikkelsen voice, vo- do the voice for it? Not Mads Mikkelsen. Is that his Isn't name? that him? Ben. Ben Mendelsohn. Right. right yes. Ben, I'm th- I was yeah. thinking of. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Of. Um, Thrawn. Mikkelsen. Mendelsohn. Galen Erso, the actor that plays him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Mads. Mads. Yeah. Mads. Yeah. So that's all I was doing. I was just mixing yeah. up my <laughs> actors in Rogue One. Crossing the streams. Yes. Ben. But he <laughs> did do the voice for it in this scene. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. So ben! <laughs> They also run into Saw Gerrera in this episode. He's there doing old school, typical Saw Gerrera stuff. He's trying to bomb the facility and take out all these officers. The Batch is just trying to do like an extraction of data. You know, just like every other time we see Saw, basically, like the, the butting heads of how to do the rebellion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saw is always like, what if we blew stuff up and I, killed people? I was people just going to say that. Like, <laughs> just, he just wants to blow shit up. Yeah. And that's it. It's the only way. It's unfortunate he and Wrecker can't get along better. <laughs> they have so much in common. And then it this ends like in a way that makes it clear this this could have been just like one almost like feature because it's um, they're they're hanging on that like a uh, suspended trail or suspended train rail system. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's all about to go to hell and the credits roll right in the middle of it. And they're doing that awesome thing that, that they did in um, season seven of the clone wars where it ends, goes to credits with no music. It's just, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. like a droning, dark, ominous kind of sound. Oh, speaking of the music whew, coming up Dude. episode 16. Oh my God. Brutal. Dude. <laughs> The goosebumps everywhere. So that's how I knew what was happening was actually happening. It was because of the music. Yeah, yeah I dude. didn't think it was like a fake out. All of the like dark, dark synth mm-hmm. stuff. It's just, yeah. it's so not the norm for Star Wars. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it works so well when he does it. He just, he just nails it. I mean, dude, just wait for Ahsoka. Kevin Kiner scoring that too. So, yep. I'm so pumped for that dude. And I his just sons. saw. Yeah, so pumped. I think he had some credit on, I just saw Guardians of the Galaxy last night and he has some credit on that too. Nice. Kiner. Yeah. I, I can't remember exactly what it was for. I don't think it was for the score, but it was something. He's rad. I mean, all, yeah. all of the hooks that he's written, all of the themes I think are great. I mean, the Bad Batch is, you know, giving NFL a little bit, but <laughs> uh, it's still awesome. I think they're all great. And I, I'm super stoked that he gets to do a, Something that's more like a like a tentpole kind of thing, like Ahsoka. Wouldn't it be sick also if he did Filoni's movie? Yeah. I hope that I don't, happens. I mean, I wouldn't be Maybe. surprised. Maybe. Good stuff. All right. Um, episode 16, Plan 99. Like we said, direct continuation of episode 15. This is the one, the big one, where Tech sacrifices himself and dies to save the squad. When did we ever follow orders, he says. Blast the thing, falls to his death. And talk about, oh, dude, crying when... Omega just when she gets the news and just can't accept it. Jesus Christ. Did you think that A, someone was gonna die and B, did you know it was gonna be tech prior to it happening? At no. the end of episode fifteen, when they got in that situation, I was like, oh no, oh no. Is it gonna happen? Like is is someone gonna die? Mm. I didn't right? I didn't think about it. I, I'm stupid like that. I never think in that way, but when they got into that situation, I was like, they can't possibly get out of this. I kind of had a die. feeling yeah. like through the, the these final episodes with the way um, Crosshair was being det- held and tortured and just how dark, I mean, how dark it was getting for a freaking cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> that 
that I, I kind of had a, a gut instinct that a main character was going to bite the dust. But I had no idea which one of them it was going to be. I mean, it's not a bad bet. It was hard to say because in retrospect, we spent a lot more time getting to know tech, just like we got to spend a lot more time at Paz Vizsla. So they did the same thing in both seasons where mm -hmm. they're like, hey, you like this guy now? <laughs> Guess what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then I think- I mean, building that relationship between him and, and Omega was, was yeah, crucial yeah. for this yeah. moment to be effective. And then also in retrospect, they announced at Celebration that Bad Batch ends at season three. So- such a bummer. I don't know. That doesn't necessarily lead to someone dying, but there is some consequence and like finality to it that mm -hmm. there's only going to be one more season. Man, they could they could go so long with this though. It's a bummer. They, they have something else planned. It doesn't matter. They're, they're making so much stuff. These dudes, if if they do survive, they'll be around. Rex is going to be around. There's got to be a reunion of Rex and Cody. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so much to tell. So I don't know. Maybe it all happens in three. We'll see. Uh, what else in this? Oh, yeah. Duh. It ends with, um, well, first, all, all these things that are like, if you really know screenwriting and you don't have ADHD and you can zoom out, you should be able to see all these seeds planted, but I didn't. And I went back and watched it and was like, Jesus, look what, oh, God, what an idiot. Hunter talking about, yeah, I, I do want to go back to Pabu and stay there. Do you want that Omega? Yes. Cool. That'll be great. We will definitely do that. Nothing will prevent us from doing that, like you getting kidnapped or anything. <laughs> but that's exactly how it went down. Hemlock captures Omega, takes her to Mount Tantus. Nala stays there. They talk about the Emperor's plan. Nala says, like, no, this can't happen. It doesn't work. What he wants can't be done. And then the very last thing, I mean, th this was speculated, but it still hit like a ton of bricks, ton of bricks. Emery Carr, the, the one cloning scientist with the goggles, there are two mm -hmm. women and she's the one that has the Kiwi accent that we thought, mm -hmm. wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Turns out she is, in fact, Omega's sister and reveals that to her and the credits roll. Sister, you have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's a reel that should be made. Cool. I mean, you mentioned, I feel like you mentioned that at some point while we were actually covering Bad Batch before Mando started. It's kind of a dead giveaway. Yeah. Just interesting to see where that goes in one season's time. Yeah. Unless, I mean, the Clone Wars universe just keeps going. Maybe after the Bad Batch is Omega and her sister, you know? <laughs> there could knows? be a whole just Omega series, yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, and then the song that I made that no one's ever heard could finally be be out in the world. <laughs> Look, man, you're going to have to blame that on... Um, I know, on the failure of MacGruber. I got it. Yes. It's not, that's it's not my the fault. only reason it happened. It's not because of my ADHD or my lack of <laughs> self-starter skills or my poor time management. It has nothing to do with that. Okay, we'll make it as like a patron exclusive then. Okay. It's the video that goes, you know, only in a channel that the council <laughs> can see or something, whatever. I'll still make them. This I is the biggest. This is the biggest uh, piece of pie that they've served up going like, hey, sequel trilogy, check us out. You yeah. know, I mean, this is, there it is. This is it. Well, you know? let, let's talk about that now then, because there is this larger cloning story arc yep. that we're seeing, like, I mean, this whole show is, a, is about that to some degree because they're all clones, obviously, and they're all non-standard clones. They're all enhanced. And then The Mandalorian started in season two with it. And, and dude- Honestly, 
shout out to freaking Timothy Zahn, dude, because yeah. the the prequels were not made yet. Like the Clone Wars had not, our Attack of the Clones had not happened. Like yeah. he wrote that whole thing post Return of the Jedi. Mount Tantus, the clone, the hidden cloning equipment that the, that, you know, that they were after that Thrawn was after in those books. Like, I mean, it's just awesome. He's got to be so pumped. I mean, I know he's carried on to become a canon author as well, Mm -hmm. but he's got to be so pumped on, Oh yeah, you know, not, not in like an ego way, just in like, wow, how cool is it that like my sort of my own personal expanding of these ideas Based on you fought in the Clone Wars with, you know, like that's it based on that line, based, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, I don't know. It's just got to be such a cool feeling to to know that so much of that, which we all talk about how it's not, you know, it's not canon and, anymore. It's like, but look at how much of it's in it. I mean, Thrawn is going to be in this. Mount Tantus is in this. Like some of the very like the exact themes and and ideas that happen in, in that trilogy of novels are in this show right now happening. Like, I don't know, just super cool. Did you hear the rumor about the name of Filoni's movie? Oh, either of you guys? No. Mm-mm. Tell us now live on the YouTubes. It is supposedly called heir to the umpire. Oh, mm. wow. Yeah, that's cool. So <laughs> going for it. Get, let's give Zahn a script. Yeah. Right. Dude, I mean, sometimes no, novelists, fiction writers can't, can't yeah. do screenwriting. I mean, it's sometimes you can't do both, but I mean, there let him at least do like a, a, a an outline. If he's not going to actually write the, yeah. the script. Yeah. Like let him do a treatment there. I, I forgot what the actual screenwriting, the, the guild uh, rules are, but even if you, there's like, there's like a certain threshold. If you've consulted, if you've written X amount you do get credit as a screenwriter. Otherwise it's, you know, based on characters created by mm-hmm. or based on story created by. So, yeah, no, no. so he'll get based on characters, uh, based on characters created by, he'll get that for Thrawn, well, don't, right? Yeah. Don't they do that? In Rebels, he probably got that. In Visions, we just saw it, right? Isn't the first credit when Visions ends just says like based on Star Wars by George Lucas, exactly, you know, yeah. like something like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what Timothy Zahn's credit was in, in Rebels, if if any at all for 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 Thrawn being in it. Mm. Yeah, we need to go check that because... You know, yeah, I told you guys I'm watching it, right? I'm yes. Halfway, oh, I'm, nice. It's slow, but I'm halfway through season one. Yeah. It's so good, by the way. It's There's so, only Nick, like four episodes. It's, I think you, I'm going to go... Uh, Nick, I think I'm going to be in your camp. Yeah. I mean, argue... There is an argument. I'll just put it that way. There is an argument to say it's better than Clone Wars. I think I'm, I think I'm going to be in your camp, except for... The, uh, well, we'll see what the ending of Rebels is because you're not. I don't want to be spoiled, but yeah. the end of the Clone Wars is come come on, bro. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, come on. Those last four episodes are like a feature film that I want to watch mm-hmm. a thousand times. But either way, I'm pumped. I'm really pumped on it. I, I love it. All of season four is just next level shit. Banger, banger, banger. <laughs> Fair warning, though, they did Yoda super dirty with the <laughs> the animation style. He yeah, looks the animation style. Hell. Whatever. There's also like a Anakin hollow, hollow, right? Yeah. That doesn't look good, but yeah. it's different animation style. I'm going to try to watch a lot of it on this trip. I'm leaving for tomorrow. So mm, anyways, let's roll. All right. So um, Palpatine, always in the shadows, mm. being a dick. Mm-hmm. 
I do have a little bit of that if you want to stop, right? A little bit on that. Yeah. If you want to stop, because Shadows of the Sith was like my favorite. I haven't read every or a lot of Star Wars books, but Shadows of the Sith came out about a year ago. Um, and it really does plug a lot of holes that the Rise of Skywalker, like stuff you wondered about in the Rise of Skywalker. Um, Shadow of the Sith really, really does a good job with uh, letting you know some, a couple more facts about what was going on. So Ochi of Bestoon is sent out by, basically by Palpatine to capture Dathan and Miramir, 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 yeah, uh, who are Ray's parents. To Miramar. Yeah. So Dathan <laughs> is not exactly a clone, but they use the term strand cast. So strand oh. cast is uh, adding genes or other specimens to a base template. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say bad batchy where you, you know, you could genetically alter, but it might be in that same, it might be like the next step. Maybe this does lead into what, uh, is her name Emery? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that leads to a different kind of cloning where I think the, I think the empire at that point, like bad batch from the bad batch on is just trying to figure out how to make Palpatine immortal. So there's probably a version that Snoke comes out of. There's a version that Dathan comes out of, you know, like there's all these kind of different kinds of clonings and strand casting and all this yeah. type of stuff. So it's all just has to do with, uh, you know, whatever research they do from basically the Bad Batch on. And uh, we all know that Dathan did not have, uh, was not force sensitive, but his daughter was. So, so if you think interesting. about it, like in a, in a real world technology sense, this like Hollywood myth of, you know, the one dude in his basement who invents something from scratch, you know, like the, the Tony Stark kind of thing, arc reactor yeah. situation. It just doesn't work like that ever. You know, we credit one person, like we credit Edison for the light bulb, but it's the kind of thing where everyone, you know, all, all of the seeds are being planted from all different directions that the technology is slowly evolving. And then there's like an inflection point where because all the ingredients are there, everybody has the same idea and it's about who brings it to market or whatever. So the idea that there's all this messiness, all these different, you know, people taking advantage of the same kind of technology, you've got um, Gideon t using it for his own reasons. You've got Palpatine in the shadows, you know, no one knowing what's going on truly doing it. And then you have officially with, you know, the empire or what remains of it. Well, actually d during the empire's reign, you know, you've got them hiring um, Pershing to do this stuff. And then it, it splits off and it, it, it comes back together and, you know, we get episode nine that tells us like what it ultimately means for the story. Mm. But, you know, it's, e it's easy for people to be like, oh, this is such a mess. It's everywhere. But it's the way things work. And ultimately mm. we focus on the one story and telling all this messiness in between is really no different. If you, you know, you look back at the hundreds of episodes of animation and everything we have now with all these different interweaving storylines in the films, we just happen to focus on a few. Yeah. I'm on board. That's a long way of saying it's all good, man. <laughs> well, I know Lucas isn't writing all of this anymore, but go back to our episode, Star Wars ripped off Dune and that's okay. <laughs> I dare you to try to keep track of the Dune universe. I dare you. I've started oh. listening to a podcast called Gom Jabbar, which is like kind of one of the m more marquee Dune podcasts. And I just listened to one where they like broke down the history of House Atreides through 
the Dune Encyclopedia, which came out in like 1984. And it's just a, an encyclopedia <laughs> that you just read. And it's like, it's, it's crazy. It's the same shit. Like then they're not telling you all that stuff in, you know, in the first book. Right. They're not, right. They're, just, they're not, I don't know people. Do I think rise of Skywalker should have been two films? Yes. Like it should have been a, you know, still the final installment in the story, but like a part one right. and two within the, the final episode nine, part one, episode nine, part two, you know, kind of thing. Or just make it Avengers length, make it three hours. Yeah. It should have been that. It should have been that. And some of this should have gone into it, but I just, it's like people's, people's just need to not to, to like just tear shit apart and not when you can clearly just be like, um, hate to, I hate to tell you, bro, but it's all, it's all there. Like you yeah. might not have the patience to go find it, but the answers are there. Yeah. I mean, what sci-fi isn't like that. It's just Star Wars just gets, just isn't allowed. It's not allowed to be like any other sci-fi where you actually have to like elevate your mind to go and find out all the different plot holes and all the different pieces. And oh, you didn't. It's just got to be spoon-fed to you. You didn't get the memo about the the no fun policy. <laughs> I yeah, I no didn't, fun. but I've I've seen a lot of of people not having fun. Yep. That's what we do now. But those people are not us. Not us. Once George Lucas started to give names to everyone's actual names to everyone's Kenner toys, we were screwed. Mm. Yeah. But people were like, wait, these people have names? These aliens have names? Now everything needs a name and a reason. <laughs> Thanks, George. Thank the maker. <laughs> we could have just stuck with Yak Face and Frog Lady and everything yeah. forever, but now <laughs> if it's not laid out in exact detail, bullshit. I want to read that book now, though, Nick. Yeah, Thank I just you. added it to my it is, Amazon card. It really is a, one of the better. The stuff in that book should be on a screen at some point. I mean, they might. It's they might good. do it. I feel like we've gotten a lot of light side stuff so far. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't. I, I want to believe that there's a... Uh, the Acolyte, I think. Yeah, Acolyte focuses right? on that. What the, we saw about the Acolyte, yeah. I think, is, uh, is going to get into that. I mean, I'm still hoping Obi-Wan Season 2 is just called Vader. But we'll uh, see. Bro, yes. All right, let's speak of trilogy. Back on track. Wanna, yeah, and, <laughs> and what was in the uh, novelization, the, the Rise of Skywalker novelization. We did an episode about this a couple years ago now. Mm -hmm. The idea that Palpatine had this whole plan to transfer his essence, his like force ghost essentially, into another body whenever he died. Because he, he, he saw his death. He had this vision. He knew it was going to happen. This was first mentioned... This concept of essence transfer was first mentioned in the Darth Plagueis novel, which is now Legends. So this isn't some crap that they just made up, you know. Again, get off their backs. These people did their homework, you know, JJ mm -hmm. and uh, what's his name? The co-writer did their homework. You know, this was like a, a concept that they brought from Legends. So again, Legends isn't erased. Yeah. They're just doing the same thing with it that Marvel does with the comics. They're using it as source material. I love, I love, I love the idea that anyone thinks that J.J. Abrams was just Wait like, it. what, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Just, it's got to have the Emperor in it. So whatever. Yeah. I love, I love that anyone would think that's how that process went. Uh, Everybody's a screenwriter. Um, so <laughs> essence transfer. This was a thing. Uh, apparently, like. Plagueis didn't like this idea, so that's why he was pursuing the the idea of actually like uh, sa saving his life or extending his life, becoming immortal, because he wanted to be him, essentially. Um, there is also this now older-ish theory that's been around for, I, I guess, since probably, yeah, since um, The Force Awakens came out, that Snoke is actually a clone of Darth Plagueis because the Snoke theme, which is just... Just you know the 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 
digital didgeridoo thing um, is the same music from the opera scene and the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise speech. And there's stuff that I, I just never noticed. I feel like such a dummy when I go back and watch videos that kind of break it down. That the thing happening in the opera, it's almost like you're just watching an egg be fertilized by sperm. Mm. You know, like <laughs> the whole thing is about, it's like so on the nose, but you're so sucked into this conversation that you don't notice all this other stuff. You've got like, you've got that theme, you've got the visual behind them representing it. And he's talking about, um, you know, cheating death, extending life. And, and this all ties in later with Snoke and the theme. And then we also hear that theme in Mando chapter 12 when they first find those cloning tanks. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's just like, I think, go ahead. I don't like, I don't know. That might just be too deep of a cut. I, I, I'm fairly sure that Snoke is just like a strand cast also. Like, I don't know that he's like a clone clone. I think he was created, but we'll see. Either way, it could be like just thematically, you know, like the intent is still there, even if he's not literally a clone of mm -hmm. Plagueis, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a version, um, or it could just all be a metaphor. Yeah. You know? Well, because think about it this way. Like, do you think that if Palpatine's around and he's wanting to clone or strand, strand cast, however you want to, whichever version of cloning you want to, do you really think he'd be like, let's bring back my master? Or would he be like, no, just keep me around? You yeah. know, like he'd want to be in charge. Yeah. You know? Well, the, I mean, the idea was like potentially that if his body wasn't going to work, he couldn't find a suitable body because there's this idea that like such a, a massive dark energy just destroys a body. Mm -hmm. If you try to, insert it into you know the, the shell of a body mm -hmm. so he maybe went with the idea of uh, a version of hux or i mean hux a version of plagueis's body because it was maybe the only suitable option or mm -hmm. something yeah. only you one know? that could handle yeah the darkness dude get this shit also talk about like things rhyming pershing giving the lecture about cloning and saving lives with cloning in the same opera house where Palpatine tells <laughs> Anakin yeah. the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the wise and Anakin says the words he could actually save people from death <laughs> and then this dude's in there talking about his mom whose life would have been saved by cloning yeah it's just probably a coincidence they didn't <laughs> they don't know what they're doing nope <laughs> they just wing it every week yeah, that's Disney. I'm just trying to cash the what's check. The, what's the South Park th that thing? Like how fast they make the episodes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In a weekend on an iMac. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Project Necromancer, which is run by Brendel Hux, father of Armitage Hux from the sequel trilogy. This is all just, it's all just weaving right in there. Shadow Council, all of this. It's spanning across both of these series. It's happening. These shows are like, I mean... It may come down to it in the end. The Mandalorian is going to be half about Mandalorians coming back together, this one Mandalorian's journey, and then Grogu as a puzzle piece in the grand cloning uh, story arc. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? The whole thing could very well be half about this exact thing that, that the Bad Batch is about. I think I mean, I'm we'll most see. pumped for all of it. The, the thing I'm most excited about is fine, is what, what Grogu like where where that really came from in the writer's room at the beginning yeah. because contrary to popular belief there is an ending and they they did say hey guys we're gonna make a show and this is how it's gonna go 
they're not they're not winging it week to week. Those are jokes we just made. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah, like you know when if it was fully Favreau's idea, however it went down, but like you know the moment that like someone sat down and said, "Hey, I have an idea for this character, and this is what you know what they mean," and what we still don't know that that yet at all. Really, yeah. you know, like we don't we don't know where Grogu is going to truly end up in this story. So uh, it's something I'm waiting, most anticipating, you know, out of all of this. I also keep wondering whether or not we're ever going to be told what species he and Yoda are or if mm-hmm. that's just going to be the one thing. Like, is George going to come up with an idea on his deathbed? I feel like this is the most sacred remaining piece of canon left. Mm-hmm. And they're not just going to come up with a thing and fill in that hole without George's approval. So either they come up with it together or he, it just pops in there when he's on the toilet one day and he texts Filoni (laughs) or he dies and it just never gets answered. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you're at 100% of that species on screen is super force sensitive you know not yeah. force sensitive powerful with the force so mm-hmm. you begin to water it down i guess if there's just a planet of them i'm much more concerned with what grogu's role is over in in the big picture of all of these different story arcs than i am what species they are yeah yeah personally like i don't need to see the home world of their species i, I want to know where this little dude's story is gonna go and where it's gonna fit end yeah yeah i mean he's gotta just wind up in the movies mm-hmm. he's got to be with ray and finn and mm-hmm. all them like it's just it's i feel as confident about that as when we were covering season two of mando and me thinking that luke skywalker was going to show up before mm-hmm. we saw him i'm like it's the only thing that makes sense it has to happen by the time so. he gets to ray he's like walking talking force sensitive badass yeah i mean there was a whole bunch of stuff on social media lately where people were saying that i guess he'll be by the time that next movie comes out, which is 15 years after Rise of Skywalker, he'll be like 90 or so, which mm-hmm. is yeah, something like an adolescent. Like, yeah, maybe. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one thing I hope for Grogu above all is that he learns how to run right. <laughs> poor guy. It's a little waddle. Yeah. Can't get around forever like that. You know what I mean? I think they're going to have to, obviously, if it's going to go that far, they're going to have to take into account some computer generated yeah, yeah they're gonna go see well, his little when he walked in that uh x-wing bar <laughs> in the finale and his feet were just like <laughs> it was like, <laughs> so good like those little tiny frogs that yeah. can run across water yeah just <laughs> floating yeah um uh mc rocco patron in the chat in discord right here um this is a good point i failed to mention this like fully uh gideon's force cloning practices probably helped them figure out how to get the final Palpatine clone. That, that's the, that's my assumption that mm. just because he's, he's dead doesn't mean that research is lost because mm-hmm. you know, he didn't do it on his own, whatever. So the speculation is that that wasn't prime Gideon. That was a clone that died. Yeah. I, I, I like that idea. And the only thing I have that makes that make sense in the season is that he did look a little different and I didn't think of anything, you know, no mustache. Maybe he looked a little younger from that's a little bit of a yeah. stretch, but just his, him visually looking different could be like the slightest little tip that that wasn't Gideon prime. Do you, Nick, do you have to, I mean, does he have to grow 
as a clone from birth to that? Have I mean, we seen instances be. of just like, boom, you're you're 40, boom, you're yeah. 60, you're cloned. There's got to be some growth acceleration, I would you know? assume, yeah. Yeah, like how long has that project been going on for all of those clones in the tanks to be mm-hmm. the size and age that they were? Yeah, I don't know what a normal clone with growth acceleration, like incubation is to be like from birth to adult. Well, all the clones in the Clone Wars are 10-ish, right? I don't know. Like when they're, you know, Rex. Rex is like 10 years old or something, right? At the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah, so depending on how long he's been working on this. Yeah. Who knows? Dark science cloning. (laughs) All right, let's, um, unless you guys have anything else specific to talk about, let's get into I Love You Know. What do you think? Yeah. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt's. You may know Roosevelt as the company who makes those rad, all-over-print button-downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button-downs, but t-shirts, they do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. So we did a patron poll, as we do. Nick, you want to read some uh, comments from the patrons about why they chose what they chose before I reveal the um, the results? I would love to. Wait, are we going just favorite comments about Bad Batch Season 2? Exactly. Okay, gotcha. I'm hosting this podcast now. Uh, <laughs> Jedi Pool Guy, six words that shoots it right in our hearts. When have we ever followed orders? I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. Uh, Kevin Wheeler says truth and consequences for me, the continued revelations of how the clones are being treated and the climate in the galaxy around it just builds excitement for the season. I don't think we've ever, uh, had physics buddy Joe on the podcast. So hello, welcome. And, uh, he says the outpost, the empire finally goes too far for crosshair as he realizes allegiance to his brothers is stronger than his loyalty to the empire. And this episode made me hate a character so much, the Lieutenant and love a character so much Mayday and crosshair had a huge arc all in just one episode. Mayday just dragged him when he was like, Mm. tell me, Lieutenant, how many missions have you done? And he just went, uh, <laughs> uh, that's what I thought about that. Love it. Do one more. We got one more and it comes from Stacey Leanne because she chooses episode nine, the crossing, the exchange with Omega and tech was everything. He acknowledges that they indeed are a family and in his own tech way explains that he may process moments and thoughts differently, but it does not mean that he feels any less than Omega. So we've been over that and how much that all uh, meant to us. So amazing quote. That was, that was, uh, you know, really besides the, uh, the finale here, that was maybe my favorite moment of the entire season. All right. Well, 
then go ahead and fi- that's not fi- my that's not my answer. Finish your thought. Give us your answer, no, though. That's not my just because it's so shocking, and I say this every week. Whatever gets a physical reaction out of me, that's my favorite my favorite moment. And I I cried a whole lot with between the the music that was playing while tech was falling, just mm. the shock of it which I think really plays into a lot. Like no one went into this season thinking someone was going to die. Like one of the main characters was going to die. So the shock of it, the music, the actual, you know, Omega saying that they need to go back, all this stuff, like record just saying that we don't leave anyone. You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it was a lot. I cried. I cried. We crowed. There there was like, there was something about obviously a much different vibe and much different, type of scene and scenario, but Wrecker saying to Tech, don't you do it, don't you do it, as he's about to cut the thing, hit me in the same way that Hurley telling Jack, mm-hmm. you can't just die. Remember that? And I guess it was the finale, right, of Lost? I guess so. One of the last few episodes, it's been years, but he just like, when Jack's like, I'm gonna, I have to do this, and Hurley's response, like, oh my God, that wrecked me. So the same kind of thing, you know, just two... Like brothers, essentially, and one saying, "This is it. This is the only option. I'm out." Mm-hmm. And the other, the other's response is just devastating. Ryan Key, what was your favorite episode, and why? Well, I think it goes back to how I sort of had this feeling that something like Tech making the fan base at large weep as he fell to his death. I, I felt like something like that was going to happen. I've, I've always felt like this show, you know, it does have those adventures of the week but it also has these just like brutal savage you know early on like the the early stuff in season one when we were kind of taken back by crosshair just like murdering people in a star <laughs> wars cartoon just like cold blood shot dead on screen you know um so i felt like we were due for a big moment um like that and so yeah i think it's pretty like un- not not debatable for me that the finale was just it was just it was wild it just to feel that kind of emotion watching a cartoon brings me back to like the end not just the end mm. lots of moments through the clone wars but um yeah those those big clone wars moments that really affected you emotionally that that you know this that that happened here for me so um and the soundtrack nick you just brought you just mentioned it yeah like the music while it was falling this is supposed to be fun dude i'm sad now <laughs> yeah uh plan 99 for sure um was my ep- favorite episode of the whole season i mean it's just can't wait to see the intensity that they're gonna bring to finish the story of, of these guys and omega my favorite was i was doing the same thing as you nick you know trying to pick something that i reacted to in, in a strong way and just like couldn't help but feel the feelings I was feeling as I was watching. So upon rewatch today, as much as the finale did just wreck me and it was so intense and so unexpected that it would go to that level. I, I think I have to pick episode 14 tipping point because it hits so many things and I'm such a sucker for a redemption story. So when crosshair finally reached his tipping point, as the title says, and he, I mean, before that, you know, he kills, he kills an officer. Like we, we know it's going that direction, but the fact that he won't give up the team, he won't give up Omega, 
you know, he tries to escape. He gets tortured. We also, you know, the, just the idea of, like, the clones actually coming together and this uprising really happening, like we speculated about last season, it, it, it felt so good, but it was also really heavy because, I mean, everything isn't going great for them. And getting the, the Ryo Chuchi clones in the Martez sisters' garage, all these things, all these, like, ends meeting or at least crossing paths in this moment was like, it was just like hit after hit for me that with the, uh, with the redemption story that put it over the edge. So episode 14 tipping point is my favorite of the season. Let's hear from the patrons because we pulled them, like I said, and the results are again, a pretty big landslide. So third place. Wow. Third place with 11% episode three, the solitary clone. Also awesome. The crosshair arc is just amazing in this season. Second place, runner-up, episode 12, The Outpost. There you go. I was thinking that too. As, so, as soon as it really got into what it was about and that, that dynamic, that sort of like hesitant but obvious connection between crosshair and um, what's the clone's name at the base? Anyway, him. Felt really good, but then 14 just beat it for me. So... This is weird, though. No one voted for episode 14 tipping point <laughs> in the patrons. Interesting. The winner was, with 49% of the vote, episode 16, plan 99. Crushing. I call it a landslide. That's what it is. People just love seeing tech die. <laughs> Must love be it. it. <laughs> I mean, I always make the joke about my band. It's all, all I have to do is quit, and then people care again. Yeah. <laughs> like, kill, kill a main character, you win. And they go... <laughs> Rack. All right, here is the tough question, though, now that we're wrapping this up. To answer the question, the title of this episode, which finale was better? Because mm. that's why everybody clicked. We baited the hell out of them. Here we go. Nick, which finale was better for you? Come on. Mando Come on. or The Bad Batch? I've had my issues with season three of Mandalorian, so this question was actually rather easy for me, and I enjoyed in my own way the Bad Batch season three finale more. It was just more shocking. Mm -hmm. it, it yeah. Really, uh, episode, I, I said this about like, think back to even us talking about the finale of season two of The Mandalorian and us talking about this finale of season three of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Listen to both of those podcasts and which one do you think we liked more? You mm -hmm. know, like we yeah. were crying, mm -hmm. crying and having a moment mm -hmm. at the end of season two of The Mandalorian. So, um yeah, this, this, I'm um, bad batch. That's my answer. Final answer, putting it down. Same. I mean, it's not, it's just not debatable this, this season, unfortunately. And I think to your point, Nick, it's amazing to think about our coverage of both of these shows and like, you know, when the Mandalorian started at the beginning, how, just how overwhelming that was, you know, and the whole experience was just so intense for people like us, right? Mm -hmm. And when the Bad Batch started, it was like, oh, this is rad that they're going to use this deep cut and give it its own show and we'll see what happens. But here we are three seasons in being like, not, not even debatable, not, not even, yeah. <laughs> not even a competition. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a testament to, you know, the, the team behind the Bad Batch, man, the, the animators and the writers and just that it's just, it's a, the, the score. I mean, they really brought us a special um, episode, you know, a special piece of Star Wars in saying goodbye to a character that we love, which we've had to do many times throughout yeah. being a fan of Star Wars. But it's been a while, you know, since 
something this impactful, I think. Um, and I imagine like being a kid watching this show, you know, a kid who like is old enough to understand what's going on, not just like watching cartoons, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, a, I don't know, 10, 12 year old kid who's like a real fan of all of it and has watched Clone Wars and whatever, just, man, rough, dude, rough. Yeah. Like watching Omega and him get, get as close as they they got and you know when you're a kid and you're watching that stuff and you feel like you're in it you know i mean you are omega right you're like you're out in your backyard like running around with the bad batch in your imagination you know like those kinds of things and then you're what you just watch him fall into the clouds and oof, chills got them chills well dude th- think about being like 20 early 20s and you've been watching the clone wars since you were born essentially yeah yeah and you know, compare that to like, you know, it's similar to growing up watching Harry Potter and you're finally, you know, you're like a, a late adolescent, like college kid. And, you know, just think about how heavy those last couple movies were, you know, th- think about stuff like when Do- oh, poor Dobby, you know what I mean? Like, dude, come on, man. Like, like uh, you're like, you're not old enough to, to fully own the idea of just like bawling over something, but you can't help, but just like lose it. <laughs> this is, this has got to be that for a lot of people. Yeah. I wonder what kind of risks, you know, that they'll take with, with season three. Yeah. I mean, if, if the batch just runs into, you know, just goes out in a blaze of glory, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. How how about, I was just thinking that and waiting for a good time to bring it up, but like, is Tech's death putting on the table that there's more death coming, you know, like Mm -hmm. if one of them could die, all of them could die. And realistically, they all should die. Yeah, you know, like like that's it's the ending of Rogue One. Like we don't see these people in the original trilogy, so they probably should all die, right? Yeah, everybody but Omega. And there, I mean, say what you want about the idea of like hatred and anger and revenge in Star Wars, you know, being the path to the dark side. These dudes aren't force sensitive. <laughs> they're they're, no. they're badass mercs. So whatever war path they're about to go on to avenge his death is going to be special to watch. I think. Yeah. Dude, what if we get them in live action somewhere, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anything is possible right now. And I think that's, what's so amazing about this, uh, you know, this, this broader universe that they're building with, with it all. Anything. I mean, as, as you said it earlier tonight, Nick, like freaking Luke Skywalker was in a TV show. So yeah. sure. Let's go. Bad batch. So no surprise, I, I, the Bad Batch was, was bigger for me than the Mando season finale. I loved the Mando season finale, and I will say that in complete honesty, but we're just like, we just like to hurt. We just, <laughs> we just love the pain. We're just emo. It's the reason why, you know, despite being just like an exceptional film, um, The Empire Strikes Back will just always hit harder than, than Return of the Jedi because happy endings as great as they are and as nice as they feel, you just, you just want to feel pain sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that like beautiful Looney Tunes, happy ending with Grogu playing with frogs in the front yard was beautiful, but you just like Nick, you always say like the emotional reaction, the physical reaction to something is something that sticks with us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a bad batch for me too. Everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Pretty decent. I'm not going to say the number out loud. But a pretty decent... Uh, Seven million. Se- We're the most popular YouTube channel. You got to start somewhere, man. I didn't want to embarrass <laughs> anyone 
It was seven million. This is my it's my first <laughs> right on the dot. First too. time on the first time on the tube with with the pod. I'm I'm pumped. I think it's uh yeah. I think it's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be good. So we're gonna do it every Wednesday around this time. We're gonna try to lock in a more solid time because people like appointment viewing. Consistency is key. We're gonna try to get on top of it. Uh, it really is, and that's I'm bummed on that already. Uh, in, uh, in like in advance of the tour that I'm doing all summer long, I feel like that's gonna be very challenging for me. But um, well. I'll do the best I can. We got it. But you're right. We'll we do down. from my time streaming and all that. You know, I've dabbled in in streaming a lot in the last several two or three years or whatever. It, it's I I was always really terrible at keeping a schedule. But the p- people I know that were kind of helping me with my channel and stuff were like, "We know you're not going to do this, but you need to have a schedule." Pe- people want to like <laughs> log on at a time when you say you're going to be there. So I'll do my best. We're doing all right so far, though. We'll log on at a time a couple of minutes after we say we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> We've done two in a row. It's seven central. We were only a couple minutes late tonight. I feel pretty good. Yeah, I just think seven central on tour is going to be tricky for me. That's going to be gnarly. I'm going to be on stage. Mm -hmm. I wish that I had, before we go, I I was hoping tonight I was going to unveil my uh, May the 4th super limited edition Sabre Trio uh, lightsaber that I got. And it just did, it was supposed to be here today and it did not get here. Still in Atlanta. It's still in Atlanta on its way. You can practice some sick, some sick moves over the week and um, get it all dialed in so you can rip it next week. Also, speaking of uh, things that we get that we like to have, things that we like to wear right now, Nick and I have our uh, Roosevelt shirts on, and they're great. Nick has a new one. That's a new line, right? This was the, actually, this is the Megacon exclusive Orlando. Oh, sick. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Is the May the 4th drop still available, or is most of that sold out? Do you know? I think most of it's sold out, but you might want to go check. Some good designs. They just also uh, dropped Indiana Jones line, which oh, yeah. looks so Sick. good. Uh, I want to talk to them because I do love Star Wars, but I also love Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and Ghostbusters and they got it all. Back to the Future and all kinds of stuff. Check it out. They RS- also have their own. Sorry, I keep uh, interrupting. I'll say the whole you. thing. <laughs> dot com. Go. Uh, well, I was just in Hawaii for our show, and I got about three or four matching sets like top and shorts that <laughs> were not branded. Like they're no, they were just a design that rose like a Roosevelt's design. So nice. they do have things if you don't want to be like a total nerd all the time, which I don't know what that's like. Like, of course you do, but Boring. if you just want like Hawaiian everything or just a good pattern, they got that too. You just want like a, a top to bottom hot dog suit, <laughs> you know, oh, hot dog sounds like- good. I'm hungry. <laughs> barbecue pattern, full dad mode, roosevelts.com, rsvlts.com. Promo code, thank the maker for 20% off your first purchase. I'm wearing my Roosevelt shorts, but I feel like it'd be really weird to just like stand up and shove my junk <laughs> in the camera now that we're a YouTube channel. <laughs> show your butt instead. Yeah, show them. Show the shorts. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, look at that. rsvlts.com, right there. Dot, dot fart. <laughs> All right. Everybody, thanks for listening. Patrons, thanks for being here. Patreon.com slash ThankTheMicropod is where you can go if you want exclusive merch. Got merch on every tier. Discord access. Um, We're talking to to patrons in Discord right now that they get priority. Um, There's a bunch of other stuff coming up. I'm going to do some patron-exclusive streams, you know, when I'm working. Lots of new stuff in the new tiers. And if if you've been a patron for a while and you haven't switched to a new tier, go take a look at that because we're going to retire the old tiers at some point and not be offering those those benefits anymore a lot of people have already switched but a lot haven't so go log in patreon.com slash thank the maker pod and do the stuff 
Follow us all on socials. Um, that's all in the show notes. Oh, and Mosh Eisley tickets still on sale. July 21st, Mosh Eisley, San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con, MoshEisley.com. The merch bundles that go along with those tickets will be no longer available in a couple weeks because we need time to get those printed and everything. So MoshEisley.com, go get tickets right now if you want merch. Otherwise, you will be screwed. You can buy it at the show, but it'll be more expensive and you will not get the exclusive designs that we have with the ticket bundles. Dudes, I love you. I know. I love you. And I know. And until next week, may the force be with you. If you enjoy Thank the Maker, you can support us by following and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or you can support us directly at patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod where you can get access to our Discord server, exclusive content, exclusive merch, our recording live stream, and more. Our patrons quite literally make Thank the Maker possible. 